Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So I'm getting this training. I'm so excited. Amber encouraged me because I was bitching and moaning, like, I don't have enough time to write. She's like, sign up for a writing class. Little bit. Fucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about Little Bitch because Amber likes to call me bitch in the place room sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Like, Just like, talk about your writing, man. Bitch. Be my bitch. I, I like that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's like a, like, I'm not daddy. Or God forbid, like master, like which are some things that people say to their their their. Get so, back to um, the right. Yeah. Hello there. Our house is a hot mess. So come on in. Welcome to Fly on the Wallen Podcast. This is the show about relationships, about parenting, and recording it all for the world to see. I'm your neighborhood-friendly black girl, Amber. And I'm Ben, and for a moment I thought my fly was undone, so I just like glanced down, and there is a button missing, so... Don't There's mind. a button missing. Yeah. So, well, it's not a, fl- it's a not a fly. It's not a zipper. But I was going so quick. We were trying to get out of the house that I missed one of the buttons. I love the buttons on jeans instead of like the zip zip. So Ben puts the fly in fly on the wallet. I do, or put the button on the fly. The oh yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I guess is a fly still a fly if it's not a zip? Because there's button flies and then there's zip flies, right? I think it's still a fly. Yeah. So yeah, I did put fly on fly on the wallet. Speaking of other riveting things going on at Fly on the Wild and Podcast, we have our live show in Los Angeles, California on February Uh 21st. Have you bought your tickets yet? Do you enjoy giving me anxiety is the question of the day. If you know you're coming, just buy your ticket now so that I won't have a panic attack and, and so that Ben won't have to help me with that Thursday night cry. Right, baby? Yeah. Oh, man. If we don't sell well, Amber's going to associate her ability to sell tickets with her self-worth. Of course. Because of uh, deep levels of insecurities. And yeah. always being like a person who needs clear goals and clear measurements. Like you, you It must be nice not to live your life like that. It must be nice just to wake up, I don't, no goals, no, no aspirations, I, I guess, you no know, stress. That's an interesting point where this idea of you need to have a measurable goal to feel valuable, which is a very business kind of thing, where I feel value just for being alive. Like my value comes in just my presence. And I think that's a healthy way of living, less stressful. But I also don't create, I don't have the urgency to create in the same way. Recently though, we'll get into this, but I've been setting more goals because I've been forced to uh, through, yeah, I've been forced to. Who's been forced to set goals? Both by you, uh, a teacher, an educator, a professor. That you saw out. Okay. Well, I... Okay. There's a couple of things here. And then we'll get into the show. This is the show. Me and Ben getting into each other is the show. I am personally attracted to people who are constantly looking to better themselves, progress themselves. It is our duty to improve ourselves. Goals are... Like, they don't have to be like, what's your New Year's Eve? Dry January. But I mm. do like a person who's like self-disciplined and has a very clear through line of like how they want to be successful. I personally, now I, it it also doesn't hurt that when we do set these goals, we start, you know, bringing in some coins every now and then, like some of the goals can lead to monetize it. Like, Like you need somebody in a dynamic 
to be urgent about like hitting the family goals. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I do have a question though. Uh, you Amber has a friend uh, named Lisa Beasley. She's very funny, but she has this character called Corporate Aaron. Do you do you watch Corporate Aaron? And you're like, oh, that's fucking hot. Like, does that like does Corporate Aaron turn you on a little bit? She's like, and well, the goals. I know it's Christmas Eve, but we need to make no. sure by the end of quarter four. Like, no, well, you, y'all got to watch this character. So should everybody I dress knows up? Corporate Aaron. Corporate I, Aaron is is way more yeah. popular than us now. We're gonna we're gonna uh, connect with her when we get back to Chicago because you know I love Lisa. Should I put on a Corporate Aaron like outfit and do some like kink play for you and be like, what are your goals, no. honey? And then like tap you with like a little like a ruler or something, or like what do or like a little laptop. I come in with a laptop. So, sorry, I was I was trying not to cut you off, but then you kept going. So then I was like, I should cut him off. So here's the thing about the corporate Aaron character. It's funny because if you think about it, corporate Aaron doesn't actually do any tasks. Yeah, that, her task is telling other people to do tasks. That's why it's funny. That's why but it's she's, funny. She is goal oriented, very business, like do to the point. <laughs> yes, you know, she is. But like ultimately, like those managers that we know, sometimes they don't really be working a lot. Yeah, so that's it's, true. It's, it's the irony of your manager always telling you that you need to do this and that and they're not, they're not doing anything except for just hosting the meeting where they tell you to do the thing. That's what's funny about that. I Do Do you not feel motivated? I, I think it's great that we are together, right? Because you do need somebody who's like all about the goals and all about setting things and you need the person that's reminding you like, Amber, if you accomplish nothing today, you're worthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need a healthy amount of both because if I accomplish nothing today for many days, you know, our child needs food. It's also and like then, a roller ball just, for you because there are times where it's something, a roller ball. It's a snowball, mm. a roller ball. Mm. You ever you ever hear of roller ball? It's a not an analogy. Roller ball is a an old school movie where they like fight as they're sort of skiing around. It's almost a, like roller derby. Okay. And but it's violent and people die. Anybody. But that's not what you meant to say. I, that's not. But I'm going to run with the analogy. <clears throat> for you, you see yourself as like if you sort of fail a little bit. Then you'll get in bed and just sleep for a while, mm-hmm. and then, which is, I'm like, I'm, I never, I never. Like you mean at night when most people? No, sleep? no, no. Like you'll get in the bed in the middle of the day. You're like, oh, like, I'm oh, just so tired. You must have bumped your head because you are so the king hard. of a midday sleep. No, but I'm not. I don't do it because I'm depressed. I do it because I was up super early or I needed a little bit of a uh, or up super late doing other things. You, I think I you do. Get, I take you a get break. depression sleep. But how often? Now, be fucking for real. When's the last time I slept I, in the middle of the day because I was overwhelmed and depressed? I think I think it, you have. It's like once a month. It happens about once a month. That's not even you. that bad. It's not that bad to say like, once you know what? I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm gonna go take a thirty minute nap, and when I wake up, that check will be in my account. No, it's know. like a thirty minute nap, and then it's two hours my- of binge watching TV. Then it's masturbating. With, the question is, when's the last time I did that? Uh, I think it was. Uh, there was like two weeks ago, or something. Two something weeks was, ago. You can't even remember. Something uh, didn't work. That's how much I've been achieving stuff. You can't even remember. Yeah, because it doesn't bother me in the same way that you. Anyway, I we should uh, we should move on. I want to stay here. Actually, <laughs> you were about to ask me something like I the importance of having two people in a 
in a relationship one more chill one more like goal oriented you're asking me about something about goals yeah i was trying to make the point that you can't you can't have two like highly goal driven like type a people and then you can't have two people that wake up every day and they're like oh, let's just yeah. do nothing go back to sleep um you do need ideally that's why, that's why we work yeah ideally i think it is helpful well, are we working <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable go ahead i, I think you for off. me for the people who are more laid back like those people don't do shit and I've started to learn how to create more goals for myself and get things done. Like I did create a goal to get a master's degree. That's crazy. I, I never thought I would get a master's degree, have a master's degree. Uh, I, I've set other personal goals and now I'm getting a little bit more serious with my, my writing life that we'll talk about later, but I've set some serious goals with that. And sort of with you, you, you helped me with that. So thank you. Thank you. Let's uh, move on to the next You're thing. welcome. I'll bill you later. The next segment of our show is called Hashtag Influenced. It's time for the hashtag. Hashtag Influenced. This is the part of the show where we talk about what's viral in them internet streets. I, I, I. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm doing gangster shit. What's super viral this week is the ultimate world cruise. Can I talk to you about this for a second? Yeah, please. So I'm going to get all my facts straight. There is a nine-month ultimate world cruise where they're going to go to all seven continents. I'm sorry, I'm going to go throw up for a second. Like, all like, the are diseases. You like, are, you like, are you like seasick? All the, I'm seasick, diseases, <laughs> nastiness, nine freaking months. Well, nine months. Well, okay, let me say this. That's some, baby. That's baby time. Yes. Some people, we'll get to that in a second. Some people are on the boat for 28 days. The internet is Weak starting bitches. to call them segmenters. Segmenters. Oh yes. Yes. Because they're there for a segment, right? Yeah. So there'll be um, Mark Sebastian, is this like white gay guy who's super funny. He's been doing some really great videos on TikTok about this. Um, we'll, we'll put his information in the episode notes, but he's a, he was a segmenter. Now he's about to get off the boat. Whereas other creators, one black girl named Brandy Lake, she's there for the whole nine months. So the starting price for this was around like $53,000. I saw some discourse on the internet, first and foremost, that was saying that that was like pretty pricey. But when I really think about it, and I'm not trying to say like, but I'm all LA now, but when you think about like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all of your laundry, it's all, it's all, all of your fun, it's all inclusive. Dang. So like, think about the money we spend on, on nine rent. months of groceries, on nine months of rent. $53,000 yeah. isn't it really that bad. Well, for L, compared to like LA yeah, man, rent LA. prices, and and you're also traveling and going to other countries. It's so also it's your travel, for one it's person. It's right. a one person. Room. Uh, that that is very high. Same but I'm thing just saying, of it, yeah. It, it but you, you don't have sound. to pay for transportation because I guess the boat is taking you places. I saw that people were like leaving their jobs, selling, putting, mortgaging their homes to go and right. do this. Uh, I mean, when we when we think about like a yearly salary, though, obviously nine months is not a year. But when we think so about teaching, like a livable uh, yearly salary, I mean, I I just didn't think it was like it's so well, crazy. Well, mean, you I could still work I if you, you could work like, online, right? You can, you work, can work online. They so got Wi-Fi, and obviously they can post things because all of the TikTokers mm. are posting content. Wow. So let's talk about cruises for a second. Yeah. We, before we get into like all of the fun things that are happening on this boat, how do you feel about cruises, Ben? There's only one cruise I want to go on, and it's Joko, which actually I need to I need to sign up for it. It's like a nerd cruise. That's the only cruise I want to go on. And uh, N.K. Jemison went on it, but in, it's put on by this great artist who, by the way, the night after we did our show in New York, Joko, um, the guy who started that cruise, he's a nerd co comedian. Uh, he 
played the next day. He's a nerd uh, musician. So I shared a stage with him. Anyway, that was sort of fun. But that's the only cruise I go on. It's like uh, board games and video games and science fiction panels and fantasy panels and nerd panels and gaming panels. I would love that. So I and would go on a cruise. how many days would you love I think it's to like do four days. Four. It's like four, four or three days. I, I don't like cruises because they're just like liquor, alcohol-soaked places. And uh, I just think of... Um, I don't know. You're you're restricted, and also when you pull into ports, you don't really see any of the culture. It's very touristy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't. You can't go to an old abandoned mosque or an old, you know, uh, wat or something, you know, very ancient and and experience that. There's no hiking. Uh, you don't. You're not getting nature in the same way. You're looking out. Yeah, I guess but it's fresh cool air. to like go to Antarctica. I think the idea of going to all seven. Uh, continents is really really cool and i guess yeah. the, they'll there's basketball courts and stuff but i yeah, always see i always see these like massive parties on tiktok of people like dancing and raving and that's just not my vibe like sweaty bathing suits that probably have you know uh you know yeast infections because you're just wearing it every single day what's wrong with yeast infections they're not they're just they're just <laughs> smell bad sometimes what? don't yeast infections smell bad I guess they smell I've like. I've had two yeast infections my whole life, and I don't remember them smelling bad. I don't know if they smell, but they just yeast sound. It smells like unfermented beer wow. for me. There is somebody out there listening to the show right now with yeast infection. I'm it sorry. Definitely is, is I'm sorry that you experienced that, but I can't. Or just even well, like I remember like just nasty like like nasty wetness, of, uh, wet crotch. Who wants wet crotch? That's true. So here's the thing. So you like. It appeals to you the whole travel aspect, but the uh, the yeah. physical staying on the boat in the confined space is not your God. job. Right? Yeah, you you were saying that a bunch of shit has already popped off or something. Yes. Can you talk about that? What is that? I will. So there is this great TikTok creator because this is super viral, and the people are going live every single night talking about this. Right? Somebody on the ship is going live. That's it's like a ton of creators, and if they weren't creators before, they're gonna be creators now, and they'll probably have a whole podcast about like, this after. I guess I would but, do it for the content. Right. right that's, that's. I mean, smart. yeah, it's it's a content cruise. It's in, in, in some ways. But I will say that there is one creator on TikTok who is not on the ship named Whimsy Soul. Uh, Whimsy Soul is somebody who's like, hey, I, I've, I've been on tons of cruises. I've traveled a lot. I've lived in dorms for many years. So sh- this person has made a bingo card of all of the things that she that anticipates will happen, will happen yeah. in the nine month cruise. Some of the things on that bingo card are, like you said, STDs. Pregnancy is one thing. Uh, fist fights, a staff member falling in love with a passenger, a wedding. She puts all these fun things on there. And she's already slowly started filling out the bingo That's card so cool. with the fans. I know we have our first confirmed on ship pregnancy. Wow. So there's been a lot of lore about like, did she know she was pregnant before? Did she get pregnant on the cruise? Like, what does this mean now? How does that? I need to look up, but th- there's got to be some sort of weird. Like, if you get pregnant in what kind of waters, do you get, like, a citizenship of those waters or something? <laughs> no, it's know. about where the baby is born. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I You can't know, be now. like, well, I fucked somebody in Germany, but now that I'm back inception. in the States and my baby is German. Like, well, that's not how that works. I guess, well, yeah. How do, no, but now because our idea of ensoulment now includes, like, life begins at inception for some of the states. At conception? Conception, yeah. Inception, Inception is a great Leonardo not, DiCaprio not, movie. Not life begins at Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> well, here's the thing also. Okay, this is funny. So obviously the internet is kind of like 
not looking down on the segmenters, yeah, but I think so. You, I think you can do that. So That's the funny. the internet was like gagged when they found out that there was a pregnant cruise ship member, but apparently she's a segmenter. So they were like, she's a segmenter. A real, it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. Count. But oh, and we have our first confirmed fist fight again. I will tag Whimsy Soul uh, in the comments. But we have our first confirmed. What, what did they fight over? Like it, it was three women, shrimp. and it was at a bar. So yeah, maybe just like drunk. Uh, like See, and, and, oh, and there have been tons of videos also about like the conditions on the boat being different for some people versus some. So this is like I, I wouldn't say this is Firefest though. Like for the most part, like the cruise is delivering on the things that they said that they would deliver on, like well, the traveling and stuff like that. So one I did uh, the tr- guy from the Try Guys did a funny uh, song about this. He's in this musical group, and mm-hmm. he did one where they did all this planning, but they hadn't chosen the boat yet. So people were paying before the boat was chosen, but it looks like you know they eventually were able to rent a vote a boat because this is not a apparently the organization that is doing this is not a cruise organization, it's sort of a separate entity. Oh, it's I thought like, it was with Royal Caribbean. Is it with Royal Caribbean? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe I don't know. Well, that's what this uh, could be. This could be like a different NBC News. It. Okay, so maybe they got they got a partnership with Royal Caribbean. I think the original organizers are a third party, and then they partnership based on this song that i heard from the try guys uh one of the one of the uh, keith from the try guys who people say i look like him but of course yeah here's the thing about it i i know you hate cruises i think i could be a segmenter on yeah. this like Just if i was child free yeah. and if i wasn't married like i like but if i'm like let's say i'm moving and you know one lease ends at this time and the other one like starts a month later. I'm like, why wouldn't I just go on like a one month? I guess there's a liberation. Yeah, there. yeah. Like it's so almost like Las Vegas of the seas. You can just do whatever you want. You don't. And you can to- still do content. You can still have fun. Like there's always cruise entertainment. There's tons of meals. There's tons of people to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, I'm gonna try to talk to every person on the boat. Speaking of which, um, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about it. Obviously, even though this cruise is in the middle of, you know, the set, setting setting sail all over the world, obviously. <laughs> Uh, Brandy Lake, who is one of the black passengers on board, has already been experiencing you know, microaggressions and racism because, like, t- she she's been vlogging that like tons of crew members and staff are constantly asking her, like, "Oh, like, are you one of the staff members on the boat? Like, how did you afford this cruise and things like that?" Mm. So that I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I think if it was an all black cruise, I would do 28 days. But if I was surrounded by white people constantly being like, hey, can we get more towels back here? Like, oh, actually, you're a passenger. Our bad. I don't like nine months of of that. Even if you were guaranteed like another six million followers. No, no, it's not worth it. Six months. Because how black people navigate the real world. It's like, okay, I there there is a chance when I leave my home that I have to deal with some bullshit, some race related bullshit. At the end of the day, I can at least go home and tune that shit out. But when you I guess live you on can a go cruise, to your room and you can go to your room, but it's like this little box on the ship. Depends like, how nice the room is, I guess, because there's tears to the room, right? Yeah, but I would still have to see them like when I wake up to do breakfast in the morning. Like yeah. I can't really. You get the breakfast ordered to you. Yeah, but then a crew member might ask me like, "Wait, did I get to yeah. the right room?" <laughs> you know. So yeah, as a black person, all I have at the end of the day is my home, and now you're in my home. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you don't even have that. Don't even have peace. 
I'm just kidding. I love you and I love our home. You ready to move on to the next segment? Yeah, next segment. Let us know in the comments, especially on YouTube's y'all, because y'all been active in the YouTube comment section. Let us know if you would do this nine month cruise and 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 just wave like a magic wand and say like, if I didn't have kids, if I wasn't married, if I didn't have my dream job, if I didn't have all of these reasons why I couldn't, would you do the nine month cruise? We would love to hear about it. The next segment of our show is called Imperfect. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Parent. So this week, Wild went to another kid's house for a fun play date. We had a good time. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that uh, one of the parents said there that irked me a little bit, and this is something that, that, that this is not the only person who we've gotten this note from. Wild is a very energetic child. She loves to play. We take her to, she's, she's enrolled in all the things, the gymnastics, the music class. She is a very energetic child. She's a creative child, and we want to continue fostering that. The note we get from parents all the time is like, she's got boy energy. Mm-hmm. And it is irking my or, soul. Or I think one time, I love I love your mom, as we said. But she's like, you need to have a boy so you can play rough because I was playing too rough with Wild. Right. I was like, come on, you know? Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. Well, we talked about like rough and tumble before, but like yeah. just specifically her energy is boy energy. And I. Well, well, this case was like, have a boy so you can do that. Right, right. Right, and that's assuming that boys are more okay with doing this kind of thing than girls are. Sure. Right, there's an assumption there, yeah. Yeah, but I, it's so funny because I feel like people can get away with saying, saying to my girl baby, like, she's got boy energy. But if I would go to your son and say, he's got girl energy. You're shy You would probably be all the way the fuck in your feelings. Yeah. But you know what I did? Instead of, correcting her in the moment i was like let me go home and just look this up let me actually look up do girl (laughs) children and boy children toddlers have different (laughs) energy levels based on their sex like is it a testosterone thing or estrogen thing whatever i could not find a single article by a reputable source i'm talking like there were reddit threads about it and what is that like quora or whatever quora quora yeah I, but I was like, I could not find a single actual like thesis, a peer-reviewed scholarly article about it. Well, because kids haven't gone through puberty, right? The release of those hormones haven't right. initiated anything yet. So now I feel well within my right to gut punch her ass the next time I see her. But <laughs> she's also, so sweet, though. She's I, very I think sweet. if we said something, she would have like cried. It's one of those moments where somebody says something stupid, and you have enough of a relationship, but not so close of a relationship where you say something 
like they would probably receive it, but it, the relationship is not close enough that they would wouldn't feel like terrible. Oh, this you know woman would be tossing and turning at night, <laughs> and we would be sleeping very well. Yeah, I, and I know I can be heavy handed with feedback too. Yeah. Even even when I try my best to, you know, it's the black thing too. But even when I try my best to be I like, I think it's it's an amber thing. You're just a mean wanna, motherfucker. No, I'm like I want to challenge you on what you said. What 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 is boy energy? Oh yeah, well I, you, I, I would say something like that, and she would probably freeze like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to say out loud. <laughs> and also, so the fuck like your kid's a wimp. That's why. <laughs> but but I ain't gonna say that. You know, I'm just kidding. But but you know what I did we find, Ben? Mama and daddy didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> like a fool is the fool. Mama didn't raise no fool is the type of. But what I did look up, I will say this, as I was continuing to try to look up like the the different sex energy levels of toddlers, I did find that toddlers do have a lot of energy oh, as yeah, a whole this is, group. This is nuts. Yeah, like one doctor, these were, again, like reputable articles. One doctor talked about how um, children are like a different species. It says young children not only have fatigue-resistant muscles, but they also recover fast from high-intensity exercise in both trained and Dang. untrained adults. Give me so, those baby muscles. Dang. Literally. So That's the, awesome. The big conclusion of this was essentially that, like, toddlers have more energy than, like, highly trained endurance athletes. That's that's amazing. Yeah, you know, they probably scale it. I just had a great idea for a science fiction story where you, like, graft baby muscles and then grow that kind of muscle and then implant it into your own body. That'd yeah. be so cool. Well, But I, it would require for you to, like, sacrifice the baby and, like, kill the yeah. baby. So there's, like, baby farms, like, external wombs where you're harvesting the baby muscles. Mm-hmm. I would read that. Yeah, that sounds so fucked up. And then people are like, no, this is unethical. Like, you can't raise a child like that. And they're, like, the ultra pro-lifers. But but they've, like, co-opted that term, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, it, it becomes, like, a really interesting – because is the baby actually alive? Because it's, it's kept unconscious when it's in the external womb so that you can just harvest the parts. Well, there is a movie like that called The Island a little bit. And there's the assumption that the people that they're growing body parts for are just in a stasis, but they're actually alive, like moving around, and then they have to escape the island. So maybe like these babies are there. Could be like the island, but baby edition. Anyway, that's it. That's that's my my short story idea. You have a really fucked up mind, and I think it's a gift. Oh, thank you. I think it's a gift. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who came over yesterday to do some writing, and I was asking him, I was like, where do you even start with some of these ideas you have? They're so good. And he told me, he's like, sometimes I just sit in a room where people are talking, and I say to myself, what is the most fucked up thing that can happen right now? And he's oh, like, that's how I live And he's life. like, and yeah. that's where I start the writing. And I was like, I know a guy like that. <laughs> I know a guy that does stuff like that. Whereas I think of like, okay, what are the 15 things that could happen in this room that could get weird? But he's like, no, what is the most fucked up, crazy thing that could happen? Yeah. And that is like, that's that's what's on page one. Cool. So I think you should, when we run the episode back, you should write this down. I, I will. Because it's a good idea. But uh, yeah, apparently they're like a different species. Oh, what's what's the big conclusion that you could take from this, right? Because we do want our show to be a little bit helpful. Uh, the big conclusion is that Toddlers, I looked this up. 
Tyler should get three hours of physical activity a day. Nope. A day so that this can be sustainable for them. Turn off your Miss Rachel. Get your kid outside. Even today, I mean, well, okay, I've been doing, obviously this isn't like intense physical activity, but I love giving Wild a task to do. Like I found like a whole bunch of pennies and I was like, (laughs) I'm going to pour out all these pennies and I want you to put them all in your piggy bank. But she needs like a task. Yeah. Because if she doesn't have a task, she'll open every cough drop in the house. God, we are out of She won't even eat them. She'll just open them, throw them. It's very satisfying for her It's to do something that it's like a task. So even if I like... Maybe like if I have like a little box of dog food and I'm like, I need you to fill his bowl. Like she hand loves by hand. feeding Gucci. Yeah. yeah. Just something that like will burn some time. And you cannot Three tell them that what they're doing hours. is not like curing cancer. Like she's so intentional when she's like, oh my God, you gave me the task. I do that with putting, the grocery store. Putting, yes. Yeah, I give her things to put in the car. She loves it. She, she loves, loves it. it. You know, it's fine. This is going to sound really messed up, but you came from my mom's. So I got to come for yours. When we got married, I almost had to give your mama tasks like that because I had a lot of stuff covered, you know? My mom is like a toddler. And she's high intensity because she want, your mother wants to be so helpful. Oh, it's so annoying. That, But she needs so much direction. So she'll just be like, Amber, like, I just want this day to be so great. Like, I'm, I'm so happy that you're marrying my son. Like, I just thought he would never find love. Like, please, what can I do? What can I do to make this day so special for you? And I was like, you know, we really get, we really do have everything that she's like, no, there has to be something. Like, I am here. Here are some I'm pennies in a piggy bank. Can you put the pennies in the piggy I, bank? I essentially piggied and penny banked her because you know what I said to her? I was like, I got something for you. <laughs> now, I was like, I, you got your pen and paper out because this is very important. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I can't give this task to everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I need, I need you to hear me when I say this is an important task. The morning of the bachelorette party. I need you to pick up bagels for the girls. Can you do it? Can you step up and do that? I mean, and she was thrilled. But the way I set it up like that, she's like, uh, anything, uh, any specific bagels? I was like, take all the orders. You know, it has to be Panera. I remember it she has to be Panera. Yeah, she was she like, came, I'm on it. I'm on it right now. She came to me and was like, I don't know what kind of bagels to get. What kind of bagels should I get? I told her Panera. She wasn't taking. No, notes. no, no. She's like, how many planes should I get? Everything. Like she was stressing about that, all the. And she they don't was have stressing eggs. about that to you because to you, I gave me. her such a. Uh, I, I I put I waited the task. I was like, this is next level because if oh, you get God. like if if you get Brittany a plane and she needed a everything, you're fucked. My whole wedding is fucked. You're like, so fucked. So, and she delivered. Yeah, the bagels. She delivered One of them was probably stale. And I bet if I would have told her, she would have melted into the floor, sunk into the floor. All right, next next, next subject. Oh, are you bored? No, no, no. I just, Am I bored time, time, no. We have infinite time. No, we don't, actually. This is a simulation. <laughs> You're right, we don't have infinite time. Okay, the next segment of our show is called The I Do's and Don'ts of Relationships. I do, I do. I do, I do. I do, I do. We got two really fun voicemails today, so let's get right to them. You ready? Yeah, let's listen. Oh, before we get into the voicemails, this is your reminder. Y'all have been calling. Y'all have been calling the advice hotline. If you need advice from me and 
something unhinged to say from Ben, please call 1-833-FOTW-311. Our incredible producer, Daniel, is going to put that number right here so that you can call us with all your problems. These can be friend problems, relationship problems, work problems, any sort of relationship, romantic and the like. Okay, this one is a friend one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, Amber and Ben. I'm calling in regards to um, somebody who went from a really good friend of mine to now just being a roommate. Um, About a year ago now, we moved from Pennsylvania to Atlanta to pursue similar dreams in entertainment, and I feel like at one point, we were each other's uh, rock. We really were, like, our friendship had never been tighter knit. Um, I felt like I could really depend on her and vice versa. But as time has gone on, um, we've really, like, drawn away from each other, um, almost outgrown each other. No idea why. So the other day I um, approached her about it, and she seemed very apathetic. Um, She gave a reason for, you know, like, her withdrawal, Um, and though I think it was a valid reason because it was mostly spiritual, um, she just seemed very apathetic towards, uh, you know, the state of the friendship. Although she said she wanted to remain friends. So at this point, I'm just very confused. I I don't know if I would want to maintain a friendship with somebody who is like, apathetic, doesn't really think about or care about the status of our friendship or even wants to try to, you know, um, take steps to improve it. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Have I lost a friend? It's giving cult. Yeah, I don't know what the spiritual reason was. It did make me think of that Bible verse where it says you can't serve two masters, God and man. You ever remember that? Mm-hmm. Bible verse, and I, I hate when people put on spirituality for being like a shitty friend. It's like, oh, God's working in me. I'm like, no, you're just a piece of shit, and you're you you need therapy. Less God, more therapy. Like, stop stop pretending that there's some spiritual reason that you've been emotionally unavailable. Like, get out, get the fuck out of here. I don't. Yeah, I hate that shit. I will say this. I have a friend who I've been friends with for many years and for the past two or three years, this friend has joined like a mega church in her local area. And ever since she has joined that mega church, she never comes on any of our girls trips anymore. She always, she now works for the church as well. And I, I'm, I'm not going to call this church that she's in a cult. I don't think it's that. But I definitely think that she is being manipulated a little bit by this church. Especially because, like, I'm, if I can keep it real right now, like, this church is a primarily, like, white church. And she is a black woman. And now, obviously, they have her, like, heading the diversity department at the church. And so she's always, like doing a lot of setting up conferences and trying to get more black people in the church. So I just, I see so clearly. And again, I've never been to the church. I'm I'm just speaking like 
as somebody who she's always in on every trip and then she cancels. She's like, this is such a busy season for the church. Like I tried to mm. ask them for time off, but they just said they really need me right now oh, or whatever. Um, like I, I feel, I feel distance growing between this friend and mind, uh, th- myself and this friend because I feel like the church is using her to recruit to recruit more black people. Like I'm just gonna be honest about that. Like, but so, but if you're okay with being used in that kind of way because of your spirituality, but there's a world where she doesn't know she's being used. Yeah, I mean, well, because this is what this is my problem as someone who has worked for nonprofits and specific specifically who has worked for the church. It's very very difficult to create boundaries between yourself and your job if you work for a spiritual organization mm-hmm. because they they invoke God, uh, like the most powerful being, for the reason for you to do things. And it's yeah. really hard need, to like, combat. like a corporate Aaron, like spiritual version. Because they do that. They're like, oh, yeah. but I feel like like the Lord said that he needs you this Sunday. But, like, well, but also, also there are lots of lots of great pastors and lots of great spiritual leaders who are like who are very clearly um uh, understanding that manipulation occurs that way and of they, course they write a lot about that uh, of course and we're not talking about those people like yeah. we're we're talking about how it just they'll slowly i i just feel like every single trip for the past and we go on like quite a few trips like we we went to usher in october she yeah. canceled for that we're going to napa end of the month she's can't she just canceled on that so it's just like damn what's going on uh we well, went to dc last she, march she i think she on has that. a new community right right that's a new community that's taking the place and this is a community she sees every single week right and in her case now every single day and i and I, this is like part of a dream job mm-hmm. and i get that because i've sacrificed friends to to pr- pursue my dream job you know working for you I moved away from all my friends to pursue my dream job, but you're and you're so you're like my most high. So I so you under, feel like you're currently being manipulated by your job. I don't know, but I'm job. I'm allowing you to manipulate me. <laughs> I've chosen I've chosen for you to manipulate you me. You are about to go to Chicago for five days. Yeah, which Chicago this summer? Uh, who, who, see me who, at the annoyance every night. All these friends. Who is this gaggle of friends you just left in the dust? So shout out to uh, my girl Victoria. Shout out to my girl Ramona. Yeah, shout out to my friends. man Hamang. Shout out friends. to. By the way, I'm hitting up all the all those homies, and we're gonna hang out like each night. You should. But uh, yeah, I do want to answer this person's question though. I do think it's it's weird because now y'all are roommates. So I think she's trying to save face because she's like, "Well, bitch, are you trying to move out?" Yeah. Like, but I I definitely there is a world where y'all are growing apart. And that's okay. I definitely do not feel, even though we've we've all kind of me and like my close group of line sisters, we've we've all kind of lived in um, different cities for a very long time. But like she one has, of my line sisters, I called yesterday. Yeah, so this, she said, "Did I lose a friend?" I don't think you've lost a friend. I think the she, friendship she has. Me, Am I losing this friend? I don't like, think you're losing. I think the relationship is changing, similar to your case, Amber, where you haven't lost this friend. Like we went to uh, we went back home, and like she came to she our did. show. Like so, yes. so like I saw like I saw her, and every time I see her, I'm like super pumped to see her yep. like the relationship just changes it's changing. because people's priorities change it sounds like this person's yeah, priorities we're definitely not change. as close as we but were before yeah. i don't put it in terms of losing like you're not losing anything you're you're either 
you're like moving, your relationship is changing or developing mm-hmm. because 10, 15 years from now, you'll probably hit each other up, yep. right? You'll probably text here and there, but you're not, you're just not as close as before. And so that relationship aspect might be lost, but do not put it in terms of I've lost this person and you're but not losing But it feels like grief friend. in a little bit of, yeah, because she said that this girl used to be like her rock. Yeah, no, I get that. And then when yeah. she brought it up to her, like, hey, I don't feel like we are as close as we used to be. She said this friend was apathetic. And explained that well, well, for spiritual reasons, reasons. yeah. So it's okay to feel hurt by that. Like I I want to validate this person's feelings because for me, if I was her, I know you don't agree. If I was her, I would feel like I'm slowly losing a friend. Yeah, yeah. I guess the idea. It's easier for me not to feel it. Like if this friend that this was happening to was in LA with me and this was happening, like it would feel like a loss. Mm. It's not. It doesn't feel like as heavy of a loss now because we've been living apart for many years, Mm -hmm. but. Well, I definitely when people don't feel say, like she's as close to the group anymore. That is true. But when people say they lost, it's like, oh, I can't talk to this person ever again. You know? Yeah, but it feels like she can't in the way that they used to. Yeah, you can't in the way you used to, but you can still maintain some semblance of a relationship. Right? I definitely just feel like if I'm living with you and you're not excited to hang out with me and excited yeah. to do things with me like you used to be, I would count it as yeah, a loss. Yeah, I, I think you need to... I think you need to find a new roommate or move out. I would agree. I would, I would agree with that just because I think it could be very hurtful for you because right. the relationship has changed so much. But I don't think you should cut off all contact with this person. I, I agree. think maybe like a text here and there, or like a funny meme that you guys used to share or a reference to a, a, a TV show that you really liked. Like, hey, I, I saw this. It made me think of you. How are you doing? But you got to you gotta move out. I would agree. Because this, this person who's now just your roommate could be like, just be too painful to be around. Yeah, or maybe there's something going on in the house too. Like, but, but you asked her, and she was apathetic, so she can't say like that. You like our, our Grace Jones? Fix? Yeah. It's funny how I got dressed, and then Ben was like, "Oh, Grace Jones." What smell number two? You ready? Go for it. You just want to be me, like you want to be in my skin. Hi, Amber and Ben. Um, I have a, a weird, maybe question. Um, it's sort of relationship and parenting related. Um, I've been in an interracial relationship uh, with my husband for a long time. We've been married for over a decade. Um, and because we have children, we get lots of children's books and we try to expose our children to lots of media that has black characters and things in it and, you know, talk a lot about race. And we try to, of course, we try, you know, of course, we work very hard to try to be very um, open about race in our home. Um, But one thing that sometimes has been bothering me lately is my husband loves to do lots of voices for our kids when he's reading books to them. Um, And sometimes when we get a book that has black characters in it, my husband, who is white, um, and I'm black, he will put on a black voice and black affect when he's reading the black characters in the book. And I'm not sure it bothers me. It feels a little minstrelsy to me. It feels weird. But I'm not sure, I guess, how to bring it up because I don't, want him to feel like I'm telling him you're being racist, I guess. But, like, at the same time, it does feel racist. (laughs) 
So I, I guess I want to hear your opinion on it. I'd love it's one of the reasons I follow y'all is because, you know, you're biracial, you have biracial children and you're an interracial couple. And so I just really want to hear like another opinion on this kind of thing. Okay. So thank you. Bye. My first question is how good is the black scent, right? <laughs> no. And like, what kind of black scent we're talking? We talk about yeah, like Chicago so... drill, like sound of Chicago. Are we talking about like the Mississippi draw black scent? Are we talking about like antebellum times? Are we yeah, talking are, about? Yeah, is it giving slave or is it giving like Brooklyn hood? Yeah, is it or giving... even like the the proper like quote unquote proper like 1960s like civil rights movement black. Scent, you know <laughs> the civil the civil rights movement black scent. Now I would love to hear what that sounds like, Jonathan Major. Oh. <laughs> what is the civil rights movement black scent? I have a dream. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Some some gravitas. The gravitas and just uh, a little preacher energy. Yeah, the James Baldwin, and now you know, like yeah, preacher yeah. or even or, when, like preacher, white people used preacher. to be in the you know how. It's like, oh, hello. Uh, you're calling me from New York. You, you you remember how like in the 50s and 60s, yeah. like how people would, oh, oh, I don't think that's very nice. Yeah. The, then they put my leg and threw over there like that. Yeah, yeah. But the black version of that. Yeah, I don't know what it would sound like. I, I I've never done a black scent, so I don't know what this woman <laughs> is referring to. You know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna put my I'm gonna be vulnerable for a second, and then I'm gonna cook your husband. I. Ben buys a lot of not only like books with black characters in it, obviously, but Ben also buys books with like um, Latino characters and stuff like that. You were at one point you were really heavy pushing the Spanish books, and I did have a tendency when I was reading, especially if it was just in Spanish, to put on. I, but I think Spanish people like that. Sound off if you're if you're Spanish, drag me. I wasn't trying to be like. Like Mexican gangster. You sounded like Frida from Frida Kahlo. No, but I was trying to be like if it said yeah. like trabajo. Like I was trying to yeah. do the thing instead yeah, of like accent, trabajo. Yeah. Like I was trying uh, to I think make it sound because there's Spanish is a language and right. the very structure of the language requires you to change parts of the sounds that you make. Like yes. the, the vowel sounds are gonna sound different in Spanish than yeah, they sound and I would in like, English. Pedro Pedro makes a quesadilla. Like I was trying my best to <laughs> do it, but in a, it's just in always a way, sound, I remember, it I remember crazy. hearing her a couple of times doing that and me just laughing. And then one time I tried it and I was like, this just sounds I remember I right we, I tried it, uh I was like Raul the Third. Raul the Third. Raul the Third, great. I, book. I love, I love his books. They're so freaking good. And I would like uh we just did not sound right. Uh yeah, because and we just looked at it. It's a little like, different. The yeah. okay. I, I think you you have to tell him that the black scent makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And you have to describe to him what black scent he's using and why. Because I think sometimes whenever I've heard a white person just like offhand try to read read black scent style in a book, it, it was always slave. It was always like Master the color in purple. I'm just like, what is it? What you doing? Like, this is just a book about a kid eating a sandwich. Like, what what was all that about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Jamil said yep. he was hungry for a sandwich. So I said, okay. Do you like sandwiches? I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, that's what it can't be. You know? Mm-hmm. So I just think, I think you have to tell them, like, Baby, it makes me uncomfortable when you read the characters in this minstrel slave way. 
I love you. I'm your wife of 10 years, and we got kids together. Just read it how you would read it. Like, you don't have to put on for the black characters. Like, how would, I mean, you would take that advice on. I, I if would. If you were doing this. I would if I was doing it. I was like, oh, yeah. I would be like, oh, yeah, that that is sort of weird. Or, or like, you can make it a weird thing. I think, you know, because being called racist for white people is, like, so hurtful. That's the big bad. That's, so that's bad capital B. hurts our little feelings so much. Don't do it to us. Uh, I think maybe if it says something along the line of, like, hubby, that's, that's weird. Come on. Yeah, or just, there's, I feel like I would playfully say it to you. I was like... Can we take this character out of shackles and, yeah, and you put would... him in Tim's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this character right now is like I would describe like this... less Uncle Tom and more Tupac, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely, and then I would be like, you know what? Let's, Actually, let's not let's do give that him the old Jeffrey Wright energy. Like yeah. let let's just let's just make him a regular Degler Sterling K Brown. Like let's go for that. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be like, who do you think you sound like right now? That, that's probably what I would walk in and say. Yeah, you would you would make it a joke. I'm trying uh, to think of a book that Wild has that I would potentially catch you doing that, especially when the story doesn't call for it. Yeah, I I, I don't know what stories. I I actually for the most part really really stay away from like um, slave narrative stories for but, Wild. Remember like, that Magnolia Flower book? Yeah, that's, that had that's, a few yes. like sla- like happy ending slave narrative in. yes it it's uh just during reconstruction right it's a reconstruction specifically re- reconstruction tale i i think yeah um yeah i for the most part i try to stay there are some jacqueline woodson stories that we read to mm-hmm. her and but uh i just channel like my jacqueline woodson voice and just she she amber and i went to a reading of hers on for one of our first dates and she just has like this emotion like read with emotion you don't have to and you know wonder yeah and wonder and like ah oh, it's like she's beautiful she's just a beautiful reader it's great to hear her read uh but there's no like black scent right because it is mr c you know it is i think just referring be like yo this this sounds like a mistral show and like yeah. it doesn't and he's not being he's doing it to be creative and like doing it to be fun and cool uh but i don't know just call it how it is and right. be like <laughs> Come on, husband. Because like, we you know sound what... like a minstrel show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you don't, husband. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to make it like I, I need to talk to you about something. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't just be like, yeah. Maybe just an offhand. Hubby. Like, can we bring this character into the twenty first century? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that would be inject some humor. Kind. Yeah, yeah. And or and if he's really fighting back, just hit him with the. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, when you it do just that. it just it's weird. Especially if it's you're not reading a slave book. Yeah. Like. That's when it just feels so. There's so many fucking slave books for kids. There's so many Holocaust like the, uh, books for yeah. kids too. I'm like, Jews are more than their Holocaust. Oh, and the dying, the grandparents. dying grandparent books. I love you those. You cannot keep getting those for me. Those. those are my favorite. It's so funny because you know I used to do a little bit more voiceover work. I haven't, you know, I say on my agent about sending me voiceover. Actually, they texted me about one last night. Anyway, I used to do voiceover work more, and I remember. I booked a voiceover thing, or, or maybe I was recording an audition for something, and this was like like at the beginning of the pandemic, like beginning of the vaccine. And so you could just tell based on the reading, they were like, hey, we would like this to be read in like an urban tone. And it was like, I got my vaccine too, girl, get yours. Like, I was like, uh, 
<laughs> See, they're, they're trying to get us to get vaccinated. Did, I think one of our friends got that voiceover too. Yeah, she's like, girl, did I just hear you advertising vaccines on the radio? Like, <laughs> it's like because at McDonald's, my burgers always like you. You, you, know, you like, got a Boost Mobile voice. one. I was like, yeah. every every MLK Boulevard has a Boost Mobile yeah, on yeah. it. It was just like MLK. MLK. <laughs> <laughs> The last segment of our show is called Shelfie. Today we're not so much talking about books that are on our shelves that we're currently reading. We're going to talk about books that will one day be on our shelves. Why? Because Ben and I have been doing a lot of writing. So Ben, we talked a little bit about this at the top of the show. What are you writing? What inspired you to start writing? Hit me. Yo, I am writing a science fiction story. I joined a science fiction class. I've I've always wanted to write science fiction stories, but I've only I've never had like specific science fiction training. I've taken creative writing classes. So I signed up to for one for an extension class. We meet every week. I've been having great workshops, reading other people's science fictional well, it's like a speculative fiction uh yeah, speculative class. Speculative fiction. fiction, more literary. But the teacher who writes it, like she likes she loves science fiction. Like she's studied with Ted Chang and uh, more like traditional science fiction writers. Uh we read in Adam Troy Castro, where you, a lot of these writers you only read if you're really into the genre. And so she ploy um I can't pronounce her last name, but her name's Ploy and she's publish on tour.com but professor ploy is dope dope as hell like she's so fucking cool and um she uh she just she knows a lot about science fiction specifically so i'm getting this training i'm so excited amber encouraged me because i was bitching and moaning like i don't have enough time to write she's like sign up for a writing class a little bit fucker yeah mm. oh yeah <laughs> I, I was thinking about little bitch because amber like to call me bitch in the place room sometimes. Oh my gosh! She's like, she's Just like, talk about your writing, man. Bitch, be my little bitch. I, I like that. I was like, oh yeah, that's a that's like a like I'm not daddy or God forbid like master like which are some things that people say to their 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 get so, back to um, the writing. Yeah, so yeah, I've been writing. Uh, I've been working on a long like a no, no, novella and then a bunch of short stories, and I'm gonna start like. Hopefully, get those published in some genre magazines, and yeah, it's it's been so cool. I've been so inspired. So, and I just want to encourage everybody: like, if there's something you want to do, take you taking yoga or even a writing class, sign up for a class, sign up for a writing group. There's free ones out there. Like, stop thinking you can do this shit on your own. You can't. You can't. You need community. Like, you really do. And I'm gonna get off my high horse, but. Um, yeah, like that's something that Amber's discovered as well. Like you've been writing with people as well, right? Yes, I have to schedule like writing dates with people or writing retreats or like, like I said, my friend Gabe came by. Gabe Gabe is going to be on the pod soon, everybody, and support Gabe's Seed and Spark. I'm going to put that in episode notes, but uh, he's a writer out here. Published for, like four books, right? Published publish books, also writer for TV, also is making a film, also just had a short at Sundance. So accomplished, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, hey, you, my very talented friend, can you please come to my house? I will buy lunch and hear my pitch for this pilot I'm writing. And I pitched to him yesterday. He was like, oh, this is a feature. And I was like, well, no, I'm too scared to like write something that big. He's like, no, you have the ideas. We're going to sharpen and fine tune. But he's like, you got a great idea here, and now you just got to like write, write, write. And I... I would have never felt that I had a good idea had I not just 
talk to somebody else about that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's helpful. And people for you like and I. it. Like we we hung yeah. out. Gabe said uh, he was going to leave at one time. We ended up. I came back because I, that's when the writing session was supposed to end. We just hung out and talked. Right. As while I like took a nap. Like people want to be. I forget. People want to be in communion with each other. That is why people go to church every Sunday. Where instead of streaming it, this yep. is why we like to go to our book clubs when we could just sit home and read it on our own. Like that, that is, it's so important to yeah. be in community with people. And it's important to be in community with people. And support live theater. So please buy tickets to our show. Okay, go. Sorry. And it's important <laughs> to, of course, um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, to, to. It's important to do it with the person, person. that you're not always with. Yes. Because we're at the point, where, that's why I was like tired of you bitching about your writing because I'm like, <laughs> Cause, Cause you would you would you would write something and then you would have me read it. You're like, what do you think about? I'm like, I think it's great. And you're like, well, what what else? And I'm like, Ben, I don't write speculative fiction, so like this is good. Why don't you go get somebody else to read your <laughs> writing and encourage you to to do what's next? Because I, which is funny, because I'm now writing a a horror comedy sort of near distant future story myself. But like we can't we can't keep t- you and I can't be keep talking about it together because we're not gonna help and push each other. Yeah, we're sort of like, um, I don't know, what's the term? Where it just goes back and forth like a ro- We're like a hamster wheel between the two of us. No, we have really like, great you're ideas hamster, on some other I'm stuff. I'm the wheel, but sometimes you, the hamster, just got to get out, and me as the wheel have to be like rolled and used somewhere else. <laughs> That's an interesting analogy. I'm the hamster running over you, the wheel. Yeah, and we just keep on rotating, you know, sometimes because the, the hamster wheel can be used for other things, and the hamster can go take a shit or drink some water can do other things as well. So we have to, sometimes you just got to separate. I don't know. I'm a great writer. You are. I have better analogies like of than I like the hamster of the wheel. That's cute. It just, it just, it doesn't look good for you in that analogy, but I'm fabulous. I got my workout as the hamster. And and hamsters are cute as shit. And you're you're cute cute as shit. That's a great place to wrap. With that being said, thank you so, so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wall and Podcast. If you are in Los Angeles, I better see your motherfucking ass at our live show on February 21st at the Lodge Room. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Please get a copy or pre-order your copy of The Sex You Want uh, by Rena Martin. We will have her on our next episode. So we'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. You know they're from TikTok because those laughs keep you coming because they're wilding all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem because they're wilding all the time. Don't swap why Amber squats and does a dance to please her plants And Ben reads books while serving looks while he's wildin' all the time Fly, fly, hold up, be a fly Fly, fly, come and be a fly on the wall Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.